Hi, friends. You're listening to 10 Pages. We read 10 pages a day. I'm your host at Bellini Carly, but you can call me Carly B. And all opinions and views expressed on this podcast are 100% my own. Thank you so much for tuning into my ramblings. For more 10 pages, check out 1010 Pages. That's letters T-E-N, numbers one zero, letters P-G-S. Find us on social media or check out our website, 1010pages.com. Join our community. The subject of today's episode is my music of 2023 so far. The music of my 2023 so far. So I am going to talk about what music I've been listening to um, and how I've been feeling about new releases this year. My overall consensus on new releases this year is underwhelmed. I am underwhelmed. Honestly, the music dominating my Spotify um, right now is from 2022 and 2019 and 2015 even. I really have not been too impressed by any of the new releases in 2023, but I should note here that I did not listen to a few new releases that I probably should have given a shot. First, I did not listen to Travis Scott's Utopia. Some said it was good. I know the hip-hop community liked it, but I don't know if that's like a good unbiased opinion on whether it was like an objectively good piece of work. I don't know. I heard comparisons to Yeezus. That's really high praise. I don't know if that was just hype. I don't know. Um, I do know hip-hop heads and non-hip-hop heads alike, though, that do like Travis Scott. So I... you know, I've never given him a shot. I'm not just canceling him for Astro World shit. I've never given him a shot. I've never listened to him. So um, I don't know, but that's there is reason to maybe give Utopia a shot. So maybe I should. Let me know. Anyway, I also heard that Kaliukas, um, the pop girl, I don't know. Um, I heard that her new release was good. So I, um, you know, I like her on features, but I don't really listen to her super heavy. So I should give her new album a shot. I'm sure I would like it. Also, um, I haven't listened to Scaring the Hose, excuse my language, with JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown. I think I would like that. It sounds hype to me. So I think I should give that a shot. I should mention, um, that's all the albums I didn't listen to that I should, that I mentioned just to give a shout out because I haven't listened to them. Those are the new releases I haven't listened to and maybe should give a shot. Let me know if I should. Now I should shout out one that I did listen to. I did like another collaboration project, the JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown collab vibes, um, reminded me that I did like the EP Kytranamine, I don't know, Kytranamine, Kytraname, I don't know, um, Kytrianda and Anime, I don't know how to say, like, any of that shit, (laughs) whatever, I'm embarrassing myself, but it was an EP, like, with Forever, Forever, with, um, Pharrell Williams and, um, 
West Side, and it was really a good EP. I didn't listen to it a ton, but, like, when it dropped, I listened to it on repeat for a little while. So it just, like, totally reminded me of Calvin Harris's Funk Waves Volume 1, just pure summer vibes. Um, I'd say it was, like, the soundtrack of my summer, but it didn't, like, dominate my summer. It just, like, it wasn't, it wasn't the sound, it was, like, the music, the song of the summer, I would say. Um, Forever or, like, West Side. Um, so it gets a a shout out. So, um, the reigning music of my 2023, though, is, um, SZA's SOS, even though it was released in 2022. So SZA's SOS was the soundtrack of my 2023, even though it was released in 2022. Um, if you are a regular listener to my podcast, then you may recall my music of 2022 episode several months back when I uh, recorded it. Um, I talked about my favorite music that was released in 2022 near the end of the year, and I recorded it either um, right before or just as the SZA's SOS dropped. So I ruled it out because I didn't listen to it in 2022, so I couldn't add it and rank it on my albums of 2022 list. So I left it off. And so I'm just going to give it its moment here. It is the soundtrack of my 2023 so far. My top track is Forgiveless with Old Dirty Bastard. (laughs) Excuse my language again. I just love the bouncy vibe and the old school hip hop flow. Um, She's in her bag with like real rapping. She's like really bringing her rapping skills. And my favorite line is, I don't mind competition, it is what it is. You don't mind second fiddle, that's why you a bitch. <laughs> it just like gets, like reminds me who the fuck I am, excuse my language. And it gets me going and I really love it. I appreciate it. I like that line. Um, yeah, so that's that's my favorite um, song, my favorite line. Um, otherwise... Um, I love snooze. I love nobody gets me. I love love language. I love far. I love smoking on my X-Pack. Um, so smoking on my X-Pack and like F2F were early favorites to me. I don't listen to them a ton anymore. I would like to talk a little bit more about two tracks I mentioned there though. Love language and nobody gets me. These are like sister songs to me. They're so poppy and um, radio friendly and relatable to um, any young woman, but especially like single girlies. And they just seem like, um, I don't want to say inauthentic because they're very on brand. So I don't know. They strike this really powerful balance. Um, I do think that Top Dog Entertainment, the record label that SZA's on, released this album under, Um, I do think that they require their artists to, um, sometimes include, um, like some pop hit filler stuff on their artists' albums. A great example of that is Kendrick Lamar's Humble. That was just Mike, uh, Will Made It, I think, or something, like, or Mike Dean, I'm not sure. I think it was Mike Will Made It. But anyway, it was just a pure pop hit, Humble, 
that just was filler on the album, like was just a marketing, like a single, a lead single. And that's kind of what Kill Bill is on SZA's SOS. You know, I do think that TDE requires pop filler and Nobody Gets Me and Love Language just sound like they weren't unique SZA experiences. They sound like they're written for the masses. That's what I'm trying to say. So I like them despite their like sort of commercial appeal. Um, but I did just want to talk about them a little bit. Um, on that note, I will compare SZA's career to Ariana Grande's. Okay, it might not make any sense, but I do think that SZA is a budding, you know, pop star, albeit one more, um, with more hip-hop creds than any other pop star, probably, um, and, you know, more legit R&B creds than any other pop star, but... There are other pop stars doing the R&B thing. Ariana Grande is one of them. And I will compare SZA's career trajectory to Ariana Grande's, okay? Okay. In Ariana's early years, her albums were full-on pop filler. Um, Once she got a platform, though, you see her gaining more creative control. Um, Like with Sweetener, she gained a lot more creative control. Um, and then look at projects like Thank You, Next, and Positions. Those are total creative control. Like, she's totally just telling her life experience through music, and there's, like, one to three pop hits on the albums that still feel pretty authentic. Um, like, she's just way more expressing herself through her music and telling her life story through her music and just yeah, still doing those marketing, like, lead singles, but those even feel good to me, um, in Ari's career, I think. I mean, I hated 3435, it, 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 I, but I thought it was funny the first time I listened to it, and it seemed just silly, goofy Ari having fun and getting to market that song as, like, a lead single because it's super poppy, like, I don't know, I'm rambling, but we're only on SZA's sophomore album, and I can't wait to see what we get once she has more creative control over her album, over her artistry, over what she chooses to include on the track list, over what she wants to do, I just, I'm ready for that in her career. Anyway, SZA's SOS dominated my headphones and stereo the first half of 2023. My, you know, when I'm trying to mix it up, diversify a little bit, my SZA radio consists of SZA, Ariana Grande, and Jenny Aiko. I've been on a really girly R&B vibe this summer, um, and I'm loving it. But I am hoping to be impressed by some new releases in the back half of 2023. All of the songs on my On Repeat on Spotify right now are from 2015 to 2022. My top on repeat song is Triggered by Jenny Aiko. Um, That's a 2020 song um, off of her Chalumbo album. I loved that album when it came out, and I guess it's like making a resurgence in my life. I've been listening to Triggered a lot. I've been listening to BS a lot. I love Triggered because she goes back and forth between hating this guy and wanting him back, and I just appreciate that raw honesty, and when you consider the fact that it's a freestyle, that just makes it such a more cool, like, stream of consciousness. 
and I'm just obsessed with it. I just listen to it all the time. This is like my karaoke song because I know all the words. <laughs> um, but I've just been really into like the Chalumbo album again. It's been making a resurgence in my life. So shout out. I feel like it's calming. I love that she used sound bowls to create it. I feel like I do. I am drawn to it because of that. Anyway. My second favorite song on my on repeat, my second, you know, on repeat song on my on repeat playlist is Forgiveless by SZA featuring Old Dirty Bastard. I already talked about it, so I won't go into much more detail about it here. So my next on repeat song is Main Thing by Ariana Grande um, off the Positions album from 2021. Um, Just Positions in general um, goes in and out of repeat for me. It's an an on repeat phase for me right now. It's just so fun and lovey-dovey and tells a story of like meeting someone and not being ready to fall in love with them but then like wanting to take the leap with them and um I think it tells a relatable story of just like meeting someone and falling in love and like the scariness that comes with that and like the bliss that comes with it and yeah like it's fun when you're in like your lover girl era um and um yeah I um to note, I've also been loving the live version of Needy by Ariana. Um, it's off Thank You Next, but it was, you know, the live version from the K-Bye For Now live album. Um, I've been listening to that a lot. That's another karaoke song. <laughs> but see, you can see what my on repeat is. It's SZA, Jenna, it's Ari. Um, I'm in my girly era. I just am living my girliest life. I will end the episode here today, just a quick one here today to talk about the music or lack thereof in 2023. I will talk a little bit about my live music of 2023, um, which is also underwhelming. Um, The live music highlight of my summer was, um, uh, and probably of 2023 and so far, I think, um, the highlight was Paramore. Haley Williams put on a really impressive show. She has such raw, pure energy. She talked a lot to the audience and really connected the music with the crowd. And, you know, we were on a journey through our um, past together. <laughs> um, and I also went with my friend and we just had a great time. We got to be on the floor and uh, it was really fun. So, some highlights to see live were That's What You Get off the Riot album. That's, or yeah, That's What You Get was off Riot, I believe. Um, Decode, the Twilight song, uh, The Only Exception. Um, that's like Brand New Eyes or whatever album that is. And uh, Misery Business, of course, from Riot. Um, I-, I listened to the Riot album like a ton on repeat like wild when I was in middle school when I was in seventh grade about I was completely obsessed obsessed with Haley Williams and I just loved that album I related to it I listened to it like on my bathroom floor I have memories of that for some reason like I just loved that album and I went to see Paramore live in eighth grade so when my friend asked me if I wanted to go to Paramore in 2023 I was like yes, like, let's take the trip down memory lane. So I admittedly didn't know much of their later music. I just was really into them and I was down to be nostalgic. So it was, of course, amazing to see that music that I have such sentimental attachment to. But it was really cool to just, like, see that they were still creating and still making music that people were 
really vibing with. Um, there was a song I didn't mention, Hard Times, off of a newer album that I can't even recall the name of, um, that went hard, and it's been added to my playlist. I listen to it more frequently now, and a couple um, songs off their newest album I listen to more frequently now. So I am back on the Paramore train. My mom got me a Paramore hoodie for, or crew neck for my birthday this year, which was really sweet and thoughtful. And um, that was my live music highlight of 2023. I should note, like I noted albums I didn't listen to. I should note that there was some live music in Pittsburgh that I did not attend. Um, there hasn't been much live music in Pittsburgh, but what did come through, I did not go to. Um, I just recently missed Sublime with Rome and Slightly Stupid. I would have loved that. I always love the crowd at those shows. I, like, love the vibe. Um, I would have loved that, but I was going to the Steelers game that day, so it didn't really make sense. Um, but it's the summer of Taylor Swift. She's dominating the country on tour. Um, I didn't go to her shows in Pittsburgh, but, um, I heard they were, you know, fun for those who went. Um, I heard that Pink with Brandy Carlisle was a good show. Um, I'm sure that was entertaining. Um, but don't even get me started on the whole Beyonce debacle. I'm so sorry to anyone who had tickets for Beyonce. I did not have tickets this year. I went to the Lemonade show at Heinz Field. Uh, I'm so sorry to anyone who had tickets and doesn't get to go to Beyonce this summer uh, because she canceled Pittsburgh entirely, which is a really weird move. But what I'm really looking forward to is music, live music to come in September. I'm going to see Pretty Lights. I will definitely review the show for you all. I will definitely, definitely do a, a podcast after the show. I'm just going to one night of a three-night run in Philly. I'm so excited to go, though, and see Pretty Lights after a five-year hiatus, and I'm so excited to see my friends who I haven't seen in so long, who we all like Pretty Lights, so we're all going to be there. That's what I'm really looking forward to, so that's going to be a music highlight of 2023 for sure, but if you know of any good music coming up, you know, I would even travel for it a little bit if it would be like to a cool destination or somewhere that it would make sense. Um, you know, let me know where I can find good live music in Pittsburgh or beyond. Um, so yeah, let me know if I should listen to those albums I didn't listen to. Let me know if I'm missing out on any live music. Just let me know if I should be listening to anything I'm not listening to. Thanks. Peace and love, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to 10 Pages. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more 10 Pages, find us on social media or check out our website, 1010 Pages, letters T-E-N, numbers 1-0, letters P-G-S. That's 1010 Pages on social media or 1010pages.com. Catch you back here for our next episode. Until then, take it easy, 10 pages at a time. Peace and love.